What's going on everybody? Julie Murphy here and I am here to help you awaken your relationships with your money and see how that's all playing out in your relationships with your money. Um, uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, like, and hit that notification bell. Why? Because I'm going to help you get to a life that you absolutely love. Uh, today, Rita was not actually here to help us on the Awaken Your Relationships. And so I thought I'd dive deep with you in terms of how is money used in our relationships? And how is it used as a power play? How is it used as a lack of empowerment to keep you in victim mode? And how do I help you stay in a great neutral state with your money inside of your relationships, because that is the number one cause of divorce the last time I checked, was because of money issues, whether it's a lack thereof or fighting over too much or anywhere in between. And we're seeing divorce rates to be, you know, still increasing in this pandemic time, because I think a lot of people are waking up to what it is that's no longer serving them. And we have to realize that we have co-created 100% of all of it. Not that we really want to admit that at times. I completely understand that it's hard to really like go, did I really do that? And you know what? You did. Because I did too. And we all create the realities that we currently have in our lives. And so let's dig down here. You know, I noticed um, a few years ago, when I was in my divorce process that a lot of the moms at my kids' school, you know, when you're in a big city, um, whether it be New York, San Francisco, San Diego, Tampa, Houston, Dallas, Chicago, regardless, um, big cities have private education that are more costly than private education in smaller towns. Um, but even in small towns, so if you have private education, that's usually uh, a bigger ticket item in your cash flows on a monthly basis. And when I was going through my divorce process, one of the things that came up to me multiple times about money and relationships was that these women were coming up to me going, how did you get the courage to leave your marriage that wasn't serving you any longer? And it was interesting because I uh, took a pause because multiple of these moms said to me, oh, you're the person who controls all the money. Um, I'm the at-home mom, and I gave up my career to do that. Highly educated women, women who could absolutely produce cash, but they weren't producing necessarily as much as their spouses or as a household, they decided that he stays home or she stays home and he goes to work. And so many of these women um, do not get divorced because they've chose to step into a role in their family where they are fiscally disempowered. And whether you're staying in a relationship or not in a relationship, but, or, or afraid to get in a relationship because you start dating the guy that um, doesn't have any money, he's fiscally dysfunctional, but he loves the shit out of you. You know, I've, I've seen this play out in relationships through the years. And that's why I wanted to talk to you guys about it today, because it's time for all of us, no matter what your scenario is, that you start to step into a place of financial awareness, financial participation, financial collaboration with whoever it is that you're in relationship. Because it is very common for one of you to be more left brain dominant and one of you to be more right brain. That's why relationships come together because you complement each other. 
My challenge is, is that what I've seen is that we lose our empowerment, particularly women. Men do not do this as much as women do, but men do it as well. But women will sit there and they will not stay in their financial empowerment. And whether that, so let's just take a lot of the moms at my kid's school. So they are staying in relationships. This was the common thread that I saw across the board because the person in their household who controlled the money controlled everything from, I need you to do this and that, and you know, where they weren't actually stepping into power in their households either. Like it wasn't just showing up in their money. It was also showing up in the relationship because remember, I always say we work things out or we act it out through our money, through our health, or through our relationships. And often it's not one or the other. It's usually a little bit of both, you know, through the years for myself. Um, I'm a money, uh, you know, if you've ever looked at human design, um, and if you haven't, Google human design model, it's a fascinating piece of work where you can find out exactly how you're wired to be in the world. I'm what they call a manifesting generator. So manifesting money and being a generator of money really has been super easy for me my entire life. Um, kids used to love being in my homeroom when I was in grammar school because no matter what sales thing we had going on, whether it's taffy apples for the band or it was sales kits for your homeroom, we always won the pizza parties because I couldn't generate money coming out of anywhere. And it's not a surprise that I'm in the money business these days. And I help people generate money. And um, and maintain and grow what they make. And so I always attract, you know, in relationship, you know, someone who doesn't necessarily always have their as much cash flow as I do or as many assets as I have. Again, that's not good or bad because they have other gifts that are amazing in relationships. So understand that all of us have different gifts. But here's the difference. Are you losing your power financially in those relationships or are you staying in your financial power in those relationships? And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a job or you don't have a job. It's about what is the added value and your awareness financially. So you have to add value in other ways, yet also keep in partnership in your awareness. Oftentimes in the financial services industry, we're coached to the fact that you better talk to the woman about the money because she's going to outlive the man. And I've had men say to me that the only reason we're coming to you as our financial planner is because you're a female and my wife is comfortable with you. But the wife then sits there as a mute and knows nothing about their fiscal situation. And so my job is to actually start to get women to have their voice in their relationships. Many of those women are college educated. They didn't go to college to get their MRS degree. They actually went to college to get an education and their own income, but somewhere along the boat, they lost their power. Now, there are other women on the other front that they've kept their power the whole time. They went through college. They got their degrees. They're in their 20s. They're making their careers work. They're in their 30s, making their career work. And all of a sudden, like, all my friends are getting married. All my friends are having babies. And well, I've got a great career and I've been this great consultant flying around the world or a school teacher or, and I've made myself a net worth and an income that's creating the household that I have, but I'm missing the love piece. And when I do go out and date, 
I'm dating the guy that's fiscally screwed up. And so I don't want to screw up what I've already had because this guy's already declared bankruptcy or he's, you know, credit card debt up to the yin yang. Um, and again, the yin meets the yang. It complements each other. Doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. You will continue in relationship to attract the exact same person, whether you're married and you get divorced and you split, or if you haven't married and you keep dating the same person, whether you're male or female, this is true. And why is that? Because you are not coming from a place of financial empowerment. You're coming from a place of financial scarcity and financial um, poverty. No matter even if the household has lots of income, because there's a lot of poverty at the private school that my kids go to school with, and it doesn't come in dollars and cents, but it comes from other areas of life, like quality family life, because somebody's working way too much and cranking the job career thing out, or they're being raised by nannies and not by their mom and dad. And so somebody else's value systems are being imposed on them. There's all these little things how we work it out and we act it out through our health, through our money, and through our relationships. So how do we get to a place of empowerment? Let's just say, as an example, you're like the moms at my kid's school that approached me and said, how do you get out of this marriage because you don't control all the money? Well, the first step to do that is, you know, I have a couple clients that I actually worked exactly through this process with. And I need you to stay in a place in your relationship that you're completely agnostic in terms of, is this meaning I'm getting divorced? Not necessarily. You know, a man usually doesn't like a woman who just folds over and rolls over and just does what he says, even though that's often how it goes down, because we're in our trauma or our rejection from our childhood, which is our subconscious patterning, which I have lots of videos on that. So go ahead and check them out. But we're in our traumas, our rejection, instead of in our power. So it's about the fact that if you take it upon yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to choose to be financially empowered in my relationship. What does that mean? That means that you're going to increase your awareness because we often at my wealth management firm will witness women who choose to um, not only do they not have anything to do with paying the bills every month or, um, you know, years ago, let me bring this up years ago, the wife, and this was actually true in the beginning part of my career over 25 years ago, that men would do the investing. The woman would do the cash flows. If you looked at anybody's grandparents in their eighties or nineties today, um, that's how those households worked. That was the balance of financial empowerment in those households. And then what happened through the years as things got busier and people are run all over the place, more and more of these at-home moms didn't run the checkbook any longer. And it turned into almost like a control dial or control mechanism from the other party who wasn't working. Because that could be male or female. Because women often, if they were the ones that were the income earners, they went into the power seat and the control seat. It doesn't have to be male or female. And so are we using that control mechanism to reduce your own personal stress? I know that was my case in my world. I was the one that ran all the finances, but it was a way that I actually tried to manage my stress around 
managing a company, managing four kids, an at-home dad, and a nanny, and all the other things that were around with all that. And that was me in my stress coping mechanism. If you watched any of my videos with Rita Hickman on Awaken Your Relationships, she often talks about how when we're in relationships that um, we will do one of six different avenues to manage our stress. And one of them is controlling others around us. And control with money happens all the time in relationships. So again, I want you to step into this and be agnostic. If you're in a relationship today and you are not in your financial empowerment, how are you going to increase your awareness or increase your financial empowerment in your relationship starting going into 2022? What do I mean by that? So it may be, you know, I have a client that I've been working with. Um, how she's doing it is that over the last couple of years, you know, she's never going to make as much money as her husband. And she was the at-home wife. And she's super grateful that he provided all those years for them. But their relationship is not, it's more of a uh, provider and someone who's taking care of versus like this dynamic love relationship, which brings, you know, so much more happiness when we can get the money piece out of the way. So she had started to ask questions. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give you some questions. She was terrified to tell him that she was going to hire a financial planner to start to understand her accounts. His response was exactly the opposite of what she thought it would be. She was terrified because he's got, he yells and he's a barker. And um, she was terrified to actually tell him she was actually meeting with me. But then I told her, I said, no, 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 that creates more fiscal dysfunction. This is not stepping into our power if you're doing something behind somebody's back. So I asked her, why don't you ask him these questions? Can you have the statements now? What happened on the other end? He started to get vulnerable. So, and you know what? This is not just one situation. I've actually, over the last 25 years, I've actually run in the same pattern. This is how I know how to do this at this juncture because I've seen it so many times. It happens all the time. So if you've been in a marriage for 20, 30 years and you've lost your financial empowerment, know that, start asking the questions, going, you know what? I just want to really understand this stuff and I'd be grateful if you could help me on that journey. Now, depending on the vulnerability of your partner, they may not want to share that or they may be just fine sharing that. And it's about starting to open up to a new level of vulnerability that for whatever reason in relationship, you guys weren't willing to go to before. Now, you may be going into this thinking, going, well, I want to know what the hell we have because I'm getting divorced because I'm out of here, but I don't even know what I have. So I'm going to sneak around and I'm going to figure out how do I have what I have? How do I figure out what I have? You know, I've helped women who the spouse won't even give them the tax returns because they're like, oh, what do you need those for? And it's just because he's handled it for 30 years. Not good or bad. It just is. Let's stay out of judgment. Let's just stay in neutrality going, I just want to increase my financial awareness and I just and I'm going to stay agnostic to whether or not we stay together in our marriage or if we split up our marriage. Stay in neutrality. Why? Because you have no idea that whether you're the husband or the wife and you're not financially empowered, it's about you starting to have your voice that it could actually improve your marriage if you actually step into actually not being someone who's just being dragged along for the ride. 
And for years, it was probably for a very good reason because you were holding another part of the container of the family. Now, this also shows up with those of you women who um, maybe you never got married, right? You're in your 20s, your 30s, and you're in your 40s now going, well, that ship has sailed. And all of a sudden you meet that guy and you're like, oh, it's the same dude, right? He's not fiscally responsible, didn't really build too much up. He was the playboy all those years and he had a lot of fun with the money they made. Or maybe he was, you know, an artist and didn't make that much money and what he didn't make, he spent on clothing and whatever. I have seen this pattern a ton with women that is off the charts in terms of giving up your financial empowerment after 10, 20, or 30 years of being single and then getting in relationship and thinking that the man knows better financially. This is where we are really in our stuff. So you get out of college, you fiscally start your plan, you get your saving and you're on this rocking and rolling and you're solid and you're holding your ground because you want to stay true to yourself and you did better than maybe one of your friends who got into a marriage and gave up all of her financial empowerment. You're seeing her going, that's never going to be me. I'm not going to allow that to happen. But then your stuff is coming up in a whole other different way. Remember, we work things out or we act it out. And we do it through our money, through our health, or through our relationships, right? So how do you fall into a place of financial disempowerment? And it just happened again in the last few weeks with another client, which is why I actually want to talk to you about this, because I've seen this with so many women through the years. The first time I remember recognizing this pattern is this woman worked for a company. She got all this company stock. And finally, we were in our mid-30s. And she finally met the guy and all the married women came to her bachelorette party. She was so happy because she was so cute and so adorable. And she finally got the guy that she loved. And then she asked me to help, you know, pull him into the financial conversations that we were having. And, um, and again, this is not just this one woman. I have seen this pattern with so many people through the years. And what she did over time, she chipped away at her own financial empowerment because he worked for a bank and I've seen people, even people who are executives, you know, the husband is an exec. Well, he's an executive and I'm just over here. I'm going, well, tell me about, I'll ask, tell me about your financial uh, history and they'll tell me the history of a lot. And I won't hear all of it because I hear all the good stuff, like how we opened up a brokerage account and bought all these stocks and he's so successful at buying individual stocks and blah, blah. And, you know, I've heard that so often. Um, but then I look and there's like, no money in his savings accounts. There's like a third of the 401k money that's in her 401k money. And again, these roles could be reversed. It could be the man and the wife or, you know, or vice versa. Um, <clears throat> but usually, again, opposites attract. So you're going to attract the person who's going to provoke you to stay in your power and trying to get you off. What relationships do is you work out your subconscious patterning in relationships and money is just the one of the biggest ways that it comes out. So these women, what they've done over the years is they, they've done really good. They've built a great financial base. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to like one big, the first big money decision that's joint, because a lot of times these uh, couples will stay separate, separate, separate. And then when something goes to be joint, all of a sudden something happens in the dynamic of their relationship and she folds. This is what I see. And she turns over her financial empowerment over to the gentleman who, you know, racked up credit card debt all those years or 
declared bankruptcy. These are the patterns I've seen or just doesn't have any money at all. And um, cash flow wise is good. They're, they're income affluent. So one partner is income affluent and the other partner is income affluent and asset affluent. And so it's about, we have to start to recognize. And again, this person could love you dearly, but it's about you cannot build somebody else's financial muscles for them. So whether you're the at-home mom and you're sitting there and you've given all the control and everything over to your spouse or your partner that you're in relationship with and they're making all the money decisions and you have, you're just disconnected from it and you're sticking your head in the sand, or you could be the woman who negotiates it away because she's finally found somebody that loves her deeply and she's deciding not to stay in her power on that front. We cannot build the financial muscles for our at-home parents, and we cannot build the financial muscles for the person who didn't all those years when they were single. Every individual out there has to build their own personal financial muscles. And it's not that you don't actually give them a lifeline while they're learning and building the muscle, because that's collaboration. That is teamwork. And you both then stay in a place of financial empowerment, shifting from scarcity to abundance, from poverty to what I call real wealth. And re even if you're somebody who doesn't have a lot of dollars, income affluence does not mean that you make six figures of income. It means that the income that's coming in the door pays for the expenses going out the door and you have a little extra buffer. So before you start going down that path of shaming, blaming, judging, all the above on an emotional front, know when those emotional things start to rise, before that resentment gets there, before that dysfunction in that marriage gets there, start to talk about the stuff so that you both are financially building your muscles from an empowered place. And it's okay to get financially naked and to... Be open and vulnerable, no matter if it's been 30 years of being married and I'm a little, you know, concerned about becoming fiscally open about it because uh, I'm afraid they're going to divorce me because you kind of already know that something's not going right. Well, create a safe container. That's what you can do in your relationships. Create a financial safe container for you both to evolve, for both of you to get to a place of empowerment. So if you're in that place where you think you might get divorced, but you just really need to know where the money's at, well, get my book, Awaken Your Wealth. There's all kinds of financial questions in there that I have you ask yourself that you can actually ask of your spouse or your partner. And so that you guys can come with that collaborative solution for both of you, because both of your voices matter, whether you have lots of dollars or lots of income or lack thereof, because it acts its way out financially by the money that we're spending. I cannot tell you at my children's school how many iPads and Apple watches and fancy cars and Prada purses that are all bought when these marriages underneath are fiscally not talking about the stuff that's not making either one of them happy. But financially, on the outside, it looks like it's picture perfect. If anyone is in one of those relationships, start to open up those awkward conversations. And I'm telling you, as you step into your truth 
and step into who you are and you have those conversations with those people, I guarantee you, you are going to shift your relationship, whether it stays together or it breaks apart. Your partner can choose to either grow that muscle with you to the next place or choose to go, I'm out. I really don't want this. And, and then you know their soul has done the job of how they're supposed to hold you accountable to stepping into your power. The greatest gift that I have gotten from my ex-husband is the fact that he held this line with me that at times I was super ticked off about, but it's brought me to the highest level of consciousness that I can in this lifetime. And I'm super grateful for that. So just know, stay neutral in terms of whatever the outcome is. Hold that dream in your mind of what you desire, but detach from the names. I just said that to another person this week, like, just you choose to be the creator of your life. What's the dream with that female partner that you want? What does she look like? How do you two interface? What does your financial life look like? What does your life look like with the mixed family of children? What is that dream? And I said, now take the person's name out of the equation because it may or may not be her. You just know that that's your dream and that's what you want to create. And that is stepping into financial empowerment. And the same is true if you're single and you want to call that person in. Dream the dream and hold healthy boundaries so that you stay in your apartment all along the way. Then you actually get the relationship that your heart really truly desires because you've done the work that you need to do. Now, don't forget, hit that subscribe button, like, and that notification bell. And if you could please Share this because I want us all to get to a place of a life that we love. And the only way I can do that is with your help to get the message out to all the others. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Take care.